Have I been talking about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. Because every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. happening out there uh, welcome in uh, welcome to a new day of the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 uh, the game ESPN radio what's happening out there uh, Travis Sparks here flying solo for the uh, time being and I have no idea where Eric is and my why why would why would he sh- not show up for the show today hmm I wonder uh well uh, let's uh we'll get into it what happened on Monday night football last night was there something big that, that happened last night the Jets won on a walk-off punt touchdown but was that the biggest thing that happened yeah well we'll get into it and uh yeah the week well, just a week ago, what happened on the show as well. We'll get into it, and we'll hit upon uh, some uh, local sports and, <clears throat> excuse me, local sports uh, from yesterday and uh, some uh, local sports for uh, today. You set for the schedule there, and that is appropriate that that intro played for today because, yes, I don't deserve good things because I cheer for the Illinois Fighting Illini, and we'll talk about uh, we didn't get a lot to college football yesterday, so uh, we'll take a look at the college College football slate from a Saturday and that atrocious Illini game on a Friday. And uh, are we in for another atrocious game on Saturday? Well, we'll see. I think Penn State is uh, favored by a couple of touchdowns. So uh, we'll, we were supposed to get into that, and I was supposed to get Eric's opinions on that as well as I'm sure he'll say I told you so. Uh, but uh, we'll explore it, and we'll get into uh, some Major League Baseball from yesterday as well. Apparently, that is uh, still going on as, uh, hey, you know, the Cubs, we thought they were off. That's what Eric told me yesterday, but uh, I guess they actually did play. They played in Colorado last night, and uh, the guy made his debut, so uh, we'll hit up on that. And, uh, hey, the Cardinals, well, they lost to the Orioles as uh, it'll be uh, back same time as uh, yesterday for the start time right here on 989 9 We'll begin the uh, pregame show start right here on 98.9. And whatever I don't get to in the treasure show, I'll get to in the podcast in some sort of fashion. We do have two coaches to uh, get to. I caught up with uh, Coach Jefferson uh, from the uh, 3-0, Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond Knights, and we talked about uh, that start.
start to the season, as well as I caught up with Coach Wilson from Villa Grove talking about the first win on a Friday night for them and how that was much needed for the Blue Devils. So get into that in the podcast there. Of course, you can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, website, fmradio.com as well. Of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Worth Computer Repair, and Tatopolis State Bank. All right, so we got a lot to get to here today, so uh, let's get it started, and uh, let's get the show started with what we always do. It's First Things First. Before we get into the show. First Things First. And that's what we're starting off with uh, today is uh, the uh, big news from uh, last night as the uh, JETS Jets, Jets, Jets. What a finish was in store for the game last night as uh, New York won this one 22-16 as it took overtime to do it and it was a walk-off punt return to do it as well. What a dramatic finish that ensued there at the MetLife Stadium, but... That's where we're starting with as it almost was they were going to reconstruct that stadium and have to take the life out of it because it was just going to call Met because what happened early on in this one, of course, the big story was the uh, injury to Aaron Rodgers. Four plays into the season of his Jets career after what a, an exciting start, the pregame ceremonies with the, the anniversary of 9-11, and then Rodgers coming out with the uh, spotlight on him. Everything was dimmed down, and he came out running out with the American flag onto the field, and that was a great scene there. And goes down, and not good. Not good. It didn't look good. Of course, the uh, Twitter doctors on social media knew right away that it was Achilles. I mean, just just spread like wildfire. Just rapid uh, speculation uh, there that it was an Achilles, even though it kind of looked like his ankle initially. But uh, Aaron Rodgers goes down uh, there uh, four plays into the season. And immediately when that happens, I was like, hmm, that that's interesting. Because last week on this very show, that uh, it was the NFL previews that we were doing, and it was the uh, NFC East and the AFC East. And, you know, your boy was pretty high on the uh, Jets, living up to the hype this year. And, well, Eric disagreed with me on uh, that point. And he also, well, I, I immediately had to go back and find it uh, last night because I, I knew immediately that this was all Eric's fault. Uh, I mean... That's the only way to say it here. So uh, I have it here in audio form of what Eric said yesterday on, or not yesterday, but last week on this very show. Jets. I'm going to say something, Travis, I have never said on the show before, but I'm going to say it. I hope he gets injured week one. Ooh, come on now. Hope he gets injured week one. Eric said that on the show last week and then boom, boom. He, he, it happens. Four plays in, he gets injured, and now it is announced this morning that he had an MRI and that Adam Schefter 
went on and uh, said that the MRI confirmed that Aaron Rodgers officially tore his Achilles on the fourth play of his Jets career. Rodgers' season is now over. It's officially over. And I don't really like what he did here, but he just throws out rampant speculation of there's already questions with whether his Hall of Fame career is over too. So I don't know if I would exactly have added that on uh, an official tweet, but uh, that's what he did, and it looks like Aaron Rodgers' season is now over, and this is all Eric's fault. I mean, 100% Eric's fault. He said that I hope he gets injured week one, and it happened four plays in. Now, even though Eric is not on the show, he, I guess, sent in something to the show. Like, I have no idea. I uh, got this email from... Yeah, I, I first I thought it was a, a spam email. You know, you get one of those, you, you don't recognize the address or anything. But uh, apparently, uh, this is legit. I've went through several channels, and uh, this is a legit. And he sent something in uh, to the show apparently today. So uh, I guess let's hear from what Eric has to say about uh, all this. Hello, my name is Mr. Smith. I am Eric Fry's attorney. We would like to read this prepared statement from Mr. Fry after what happened last night. Hello. My name is Eric Fry, co-host of The Starting Lineup. I would first like to apologize to the NFL, the New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers, Greeny, Jets Nation, and Travis. Last week I made the comment about how I hope Rodgers gets injured in his first game. I said this in jest. I never want to see anyone get injured, specifically one this severe. If Rogers was to get injured, I would have only wanted a bum knee to take him out for a few plays, nothing more. This is a horrible situation that I feel like I've caused. My comments have ruined the season for many people. Because of my actions, the New York Jets will again be at the bottom of the NFL, along with my Chicago Bears. Again, I would sincerely offer my apologies to everyone that my comment in jest has affected. It was wrong and unprofessional to make that comment. I hope this is not the end of this legendary career. I wish Aaron Rodgers the best and hope to see him back on the field next year. I also wish the Jets the best this year as they try to recover and the NFL the best as well. Now, Mr. Sparks, would you be okay with Mr. Fry joining you on the starting lineup? Ah, man, you know, I'm going to have to really uh, think on this, and I'm going to have to take a couple minutes for that. Very well. Thank you for your time. Oh, okay. Well, all right. There's there's a statement from, I guess, Eric uh, about what the events uh, transpired uh, last night and I mean this is going to take a little bit to get over I mean to be completely honest and uh, I mean I, I get that he said it in a jest there but he put it out into the universe I, I mean just it doesn't get any worse than that it doesn't get doesn't look any uh, better for Eric there but uh, hey I appreciate him uh, sending in uh, those uh, statements and uh, yeah I really hope that this clearly is the end of his season but I'm I'm thinking that it was too short of a career for Rogers there in a in a jet uniform for him to be completely uh, done and whatnot. But uh, hey, let's turn this around and let's turn this on. You know, uh, the Jets did a great job of Zach Wilson coming in and 
Yeah, he uh, looked exactly like who we thought Zach Wilson was, and he kind of ran around for his life a few times. Maybe that's because of maybe that's why Rodgers get hurt, not because uh, Eric wished it on him, but uh, the poor offensive line that is a concern. And uh, Wilson somehow, some way, led the team back, and uh, the Jets end up winning the game. And uh, I was just everyone saying it this morning about just all the the energy that was there. In the Jets stadium last night was just sucked out, especially after Rodgers going down uh, so early in that fashion. But I actually blame this loss on the Bills, and I blame it on Josh Allen. And this proved that, hey, my prediction for the Jets might be a little far off now, but uh, my hot take for the Bills coming into the season that their uh, Super Bowl window is closed, that looks better after last night because Josh Allen had three interceptions, and he also had a fumble as well. So... Uh, tied for a career high most turnovers they had in the game and all three picks were the same guy as uh, it was a uh, whitehead who took uh jordan whitehead who also had an incentive in his contract i guess if he had three interceptions or more in in the season and he picked it up on night one so how about that that was cool right uh but uh buffalo had a chance there they were up 16 to 3 without rogers on on the field the the jets were sunk no as uh, they fought back and they clawed back, and I said exactly, the Jets proved exactly what I thought they were on defense. They were legit, and it turns out they were. And I mean, the Bills needed a lucky uh, ping off the goalpost, a dunk, uh, doink off the goalpost that went in to force overtime, and then uh, they punted away uh, to Xavier Gibson, who took it all the way back there for the game-winning touchdown, and. Uh, then the Mr. Rules analysts come in and try to be the Debbie Downer. And, oh, well, there was a missed tripping call or whatever. Uh, no. After your quarterback that you built your entire uh, season around and that uh, you put everything in gets injured on the fourth play of the game, uh, yeah, I think you get a little bit of leeway. And that just would have been a ticky-tacky call there, in my opinion, if they call that tripping. That uh, brought the game-winning touchdown back, bub. Uh, hey, well, we'll see how it is going forward. A lot of rampant speculation of what do the Jets do now? Of Do they look outside of the organization? Because clearly when they brought in Rodgers, they have given up on Zach Wilson. And now all of a sudden, nope, well, you're stuck with him as he's going to be the guy leading the way now, especially after uh, the MRIs this morning confirmed that Rodgers has a torn Achilles. So, uh, he's done. I don't think this is the end for Rogers' career. I think it's too early to say that. Less than 24 hours after he goes down, but we'll just have to see if he wants to go through the rehab process and try to scratch and claw his way back there from that perspective. And um, we'll have to see if the Jets do look outside the organization. I, I know that People get thrown around, and I love how he's kind of developed this personality uh, to himself that it's come out these days. But Tom Brady this morning put out a video of him playing basketball with his kids, and he says, I gotta, I'm in the lab keep trying to keep up with these young guys. And he was playing basketball with his kids. He knows what's going on, and that's kind of what I love about his personality these days that he's leaning into stuff like this I don't think they'll make a phone call and it's it's too much for Brady to to come back and of all teams save the Jets especially after he said on Sunday when he returned there with the Patriots that he was a Patriot for life yeah I don't think that's going to happen and it's too much of a 
of a thing to come back uh, from to just turn it on like a switch there, especially with the high aspirations that the Jets have this year. And so uh, the Jets do have a difficult game coming up uh, next week as they're in Dallas there and I when I first saw Rodgers go down I was like well if you can't come back for the game then he probably should stay out next week too because I saw what Dallas did to the Giants defense uh, our offense so what is he going to do what are they going to do to the Jets and their offensive line uh, there but uh, looks like Rodgers is done for the season and uh, Buffalo is searching for our answers after uh, losing this one without the services of Rodgers for the Jets. And they'll be up against the Raiders in their home opener uh, there. And then the last thing I'll say about the game was what a catch there by Garrett Wilson. There to the concentration, the DB all over him, and then just kind of tipping it up with one hand. Some people are, I've asked, is that a better catch than Odell? No, it wasn't. That's prisoner of the moment. That's... Recency bias, that wasn't better than, than Odell's catch. Even though Odell's catch wasn't a touchdown, I don't think, but that was. Last night, and it was a crucial point in the game for the Jets. But, hey, they rise above it all, and we'll see if they ended up rising above it later on in the season. But what a way to uh, close out week number one of the NFL season. The script writers were really on it. This week, as you couldn't have righted a better start to the season with the Lions pulling off the upset there, and then all the stuff that transpired on Sunday, and then you close it out with a uh, entertaining game after uh, the Rodgers injury goes down. And week two all gets started there in Philadelphia. We switch to Prime video for the Thursday night games, and it's the Vikings and Eagles kicking off on Thursday. And next Monday, we got a doubleheader. Yes, not a week one doubleheader, but a week two doubleheader for some reason. It's the Saints and Panthers on ESPN at 6.15 next week. And the Browns and Steelers are also on ABC and ESPN Plus next week as well at 7.15. Cannibalizing yourself there with the doubleheader. Uh, starting only an hour apart. Don't get that, but I'm sure Eric doesn't get that either, so... Uh, I'm not really a fan of that either. I mean, I, I was okay if it was like a West Coast game starting later, but when they're virtually starting at the same time, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Ah, I guess they don't ask me. Um, so uh, there is uh, that. All right, so uh, that was the events that tra transpired uh, last night, and I truck on here, and I'll be taking a look at uh, what happened in uh, local sports. We got some uh, baseball that happened yesterday, some golf, and uh, some volleyball action that happened last night as well. So we'll take a look at uh, that and the upcoming schedule for today coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, 
the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? My car really needs a wash. The $20 Meguiar's bundle includes Gold Class Car Wash for a showroom shine. Get in zone, And what about my tires? Just spray the included hot shine tire coating and you're all set. Get in zone. The inside is not great. No problem. The quick interior detailer in the bundle can help with that too. Get in zone, zone. Restrictions apply. At the Home Depot, Saturdays are about two things. The one-of-a-kind wood-fired flavor of a Traeger Ironwood XL grill. And football. That's right, Desmond Howard. Get fired up for the game in just a tap with Traeger's intuitive touchscreen. Then throw on your favorites and monitor the grill from anywhere with Wi-Fi technology. So you spend less time staring at the grill. Which means more time for football. For football. Upgrade your Saturday with Traeger and the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Let's face it, talking about life insurance is never easy. But after we watched a close friend lose her husband with no insurance, we decided that wasn't going to happen to our family. Yeah, but shopping for life insurance can be almost as difficult as talking about it. But then we heard about Ethos Life Insurance. They're a new kind of life insurance, built for people on a busy schedule who don't have time for unnecessary doctor's visits, fine print, or hidden fees. You know, who want to keep it simple. I couldn't believe how easy it was. We answered a few basic questions, and within minutes, we had an estimate of what it would cost and what sort of policy made sense for us. I never imagined life insurance could be so affordable. And accessible. The peace of mind knowing that our future is secure, it just removes a lot of the fear around getting older and... Yeah, the unexpected. I'm glad we talked about it. I'm glad we went with ethoslife.com. Go to getethos.com now for your free estimate. That's getethos.com. Getethos.com. And now... Illinois, they won barely. And I, I had to laugh because after the game, Mr. C.J. Frederick for Iowa started crying he's never been played like that before defensively he just couldn't get open they were grabbing him all game he was fouled on every possession they just wouldn't let me get open the starting lineup start the crybaby sound effect (laughs) Illinois wouldn't let him open he was crying after the game. On 98.9 The Game. C.J. Frederick. Get out of my gym. Welcome to the Big Ten, fella.
Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 uh, The Game. Travis Sparks here with you today. Eric's still nowhere to be found, but that's not surprising after the uh, first uh, segment. Uh, let's take a look. And also, they're just kind of shoving it in my face with all this Illini uh, stuff this, uh, this, this morning. Uh, we'll talk about them uh, coming up here in uh, just a second, but first we'll talk some uh, local sports uh, that happened uh, yesterday, and we'll start off in uh, baseball action. It was Altamont. They defeated Wayne City by the final of 13-2-0. This is only a five-inning affair as Altamont picked up a couple runs in the first inning, two runs in the third, and a nine spot in the uh, fourth inning. Uh, there as it came to a close and five innings and Arnold went all five innings giving up three hits no runs one walk and four K's as Altman offensively Stimke, Elam, Kata Miller, Robbins they all had a pair of RBIs and Hyatt and Schultz both had RBIs as well for the victorious Indians and it's topless uh, they also won in a uh, going away as they won a 12 to a 0 here, also in a five innings. But Shoes got the party started early as they put up an eight spot in the very first inning, and they put up three runs in the third inning, and then an extra run in the fifth there. And a South Central can only scratch across a, a couple of hits. Uh, Haney gets the win on the mound for the Shoes. He goes all five innings, only giving up a couple of hits and a four strikeouts. And Montes gets the loss, only going an inning, seven hits, eight runs, only six were earned, though, one walk in, two uh, strikeouts. Uh, Niebury, he had four RBIs. That's M and Niebury. Sorry, I don't have first names on there, but M Niebury had four RBIs. Warman, he had a home run and three RBIs. Gaddis had two RBIs, and Craig had an RBI as well for the victorious shoes. North Clay also took down Odin as well, 12-2, to so lots of blowouts in baseball yesterday. In junior high baseball, is the CHBC over Newton St. Thomas, 5-3. to Richland County Middle School over Flora, 3-2. to In volleyball last night, we had Ramsey defeat St. Elmo as Ramsey took the first set, 25-21. St. Elmo comes back and wins the second set, 25-23, and then Ramsey wins it the same exact score and breaks the tie 25-23 to win the match. It was South Central over Altamont in two sets, 25-22, 25-15. With two straws also in two sets over Sullivan, 25-11, 28-26 in a long second set. CHBC over Macon Meridian, 25-22, 25-22 in both games. In the uh, Apollo, we had FEM uh, taking down a Topla, or Topla's taking down FEM 25-20, 25-16. Lincoln Prairie last night, we had Arthur take down Sagamon Valley 25-19, 25-16. Villagrove over Salt Fork 25-14, 25-19. Robinson over Powhut 25-19, 25-11. Casey defeated Martinsville 25-19, 25-17, and Paris over North Central 25-23, 27-25. Uh, we had Tuscola fall to uh, Chrisman in three sets. Chrisman won the first set 25-18. Tuscola won the second one 25-23, and then Chrisman won the third in the decisive set 25-21. And in boys golf yesterday in a four-team match, uh, we had uh, our three-team match here. It was St. Anthony winning with a low score of 146, defeating Mount Carmel out of 167, 
and Robinson with a 189. Uh, Joey Chapino was the lowest for St. Anthony, and he was the individual medalist for the match. He shot a low 33. And girls golf, uh, Sullivan, they won in a 14 match as uh, they had a low score of 182. They took down FEM, who had a 192. Charleston shot a 203, and Pena was 245 there in Sullivan yesterday. In soccer, Topolis got the uh, shutout over Pena 5 to nil. Mount Zion tied with Williamsville 1 to 1. Calvary defeated Taylorville 9 to 1. Warrensboro Latham over Macon Meridian 8 to nil. East Hollywood River over Vandalia 6 nil. Lincolnwood over North Max 7 nil. Greenville defeated Pinckneyville 7 1. Carlinville tied with Sacred Heart Griffin at one game apiece there. And we also had uh, some late scores uh, come in there as it was uh, Mount Carmel taking down uh, Robinson 1-0 to a zero, uh, there. And in a tennis action uh, from yesterday, Olney, they almost swept Charleston, but they still won this one 8-1. As well as we had another uh, late submission to Topolis sweeping Casey 9-0 to a zero there in tennis matches last night. Take a look at the local schedule for today. High school baseball today. Altamont at South Central. St. Anthony hosting CHBC. North Clay at Dietrich. Neoga at Brownstown. And Topless hosting Woodlawn. Uh, volleyball tonight in the NTC at Brownstown at, Saint, at Dietrich. Altamont hosting Neoga. St. Anthony at CHBC. Wins two straws at Topless. Newton hosting Charleston. Mattoon at Mount Zion. Mohammed Seymour at Taylorville. Cumberland is hosting Heritage tonight there in Tri-County, hosting in Blue Ridge. Sarah Gordo at Arcola, Little Lini, Olney at Salem, Powhut at Casey, Marshall at Martinsville. And uh, golf today in boys golf, Altamont Tri-County there at Oblong, Topless at Pena, Robinson hosting North Clay, FEM, Mount Zion, Shelbyville. They're all at Taylorville, Arcola, Arthur, and Tuscola having a three-team match there at the Iron Horse course in Tuscola. Girls Golf, St. Thomas More at St. Anthony, FEM at Salem, Topolis at Charleston, and Mattoon is at Muhammad. In soccer today, Arthur at St. Anthony, FEM at Newton, Taylorville hosting Charleston, um, Pena at Vandalia, and in cross country, you got uh, meets of Dietrich North Clay at CHBC, Central A&M hosting Argenta, Pena, Hillsborough, Litchfield, Staunton, all at Greenville, and in tennis, St. at Paris, Topolis hosting St. Teresa, Vandalia at FEM, and Robinson at Charleston tonight as well. And that was only a glance at the schedule, and I did skip over a few results. Uh, so the entirety of that can be found on our website, FEMradio.com. Just click on our local sports tab over there and check out the results. And I'll have the results up there on the website uh, this morning or early tomorrow morning on today's action there. All right, so we roll on here. We were unable to talk about much college football from the other day, so we need to talk about that now, and we just need to rip off the uh, Band-Aid as I'll try to explore what Illinois did on a Friday as they fell to uh, Kansas and also, there's something else that happened in uh, college football over the uh, weekend, too, that I wanted to hit on. And I'm looking at you, big Fox noon kickoff show, whatever uh, you uh, call there, your second-rate college game day. And we'll talk about it coming up next on the starting lineup. 
the starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Does your lady want a convertible and you really want a bike? Then Car Corral Polaris and Flora has the best of both worlds. Grab the attention, grab the corners, and go to the edge with a new Polaris Slingshot. The Slingshot gives you a much bolder statement with eye-catching colors and stunning performance. You won't want to ride anything else. The Slingshot pushes the edge of performance on three wheels. Feel the power under the seat and the wind in your hair. The Slingshot has a four-cylinder engine and a five-speed or automatic transmission, but it should never be underestimated. It doesn't just feel like it was made for the racetrack, it was born for it, but it's street legal. Slingshot comes with bucket seats, tilt wheels, stereo, cruise control, and backup camera just like a convertible, but gives you the wide open space that you look for in a bike. The 2023s have arrived and in several colors, models, and even now with automatic transmission. So stop by Car Corral Polaris on Highway 50 East in Flora for your test drive today and shop online at carcorralpolaris.com. Attention taxpayers, if you or your business owe the IRS back taxes or have years of unfiled tax returns, the IRS has greenlighted billions of dollars in tax relief to those facing financial hardship through its tax relief initiatives. If you have a delinquent tax problem and possibly facing wage garnishment, liens, levies, audits, or already in a payment plan, you may now qualify for significant relief. Qualifying and enrolling in this program could stop all collections, settle your tax problem, and may even reduce what you owe by up to 90 Call the hotline at Tax Help USA to see if you qualify and receive your free tax assessment by dialing 800-471-9646. If you or your business owe back taxes to the IRS or state, you can now get the help that you need during these hard economic times. Get your free tax assessment to see what you qualify for by dialing 800-471-9646. 800-471-9646. That's 800-471-9646. And now, the starting lineup. It's a post-weekend, so we got to give you the top three moments from the sports weekend. I'm boycotting. I mean... I am boycotting. It's like, oh, well, I might have to do the top three without the, the music here today. <laughs> <laughs> I press spacebar so many and times. And now, it's time for the top three. And just, it's a Monday, I guess. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Outfielder Dylan Carlson may be making his way back to the Cardinals lineup before the end of the regular season. Carlson resumed baseball activity yesterday. 24-year-old has been on the injured list since August 12th. He deals with ankle soreness and an oblique strain. The team has not officially stated whether it expects Carlson to return for the offseason. He's hitting 219 with five home runs and 27 RBIs. 76 games this season. Colts backfield continues to get banged up. Rookie running back Evan Hall is expected to be out for a while after being injured in Sunday's game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Head coach Shane Stetchen confirmed on Monday that Hall is, quote, dealing with a knee and could miss some time, end quote. 
the fifth-round pick, had two touches for seven yards in his pro debut. Without Jonathan Taylor still on the physically unable to perform list, and Zach Moss missing the season opener with an arm injury, Deion Jackson and practice squad player Jake Funk are the only running backs on the team that are healthy. Chiefs star defensive tackle Chris Jones is ending his contract holdout. He agreed to new terms on a one-year deal with Kansas City. I'll make him a free agent after the season. Four-time Pro Bowler received incentives in the new contract that will set him up to make more than the originally scheduled $19.5 million he was set to earn this season. Chiefs General Manager Brett Veach said in a statement it was priority to keep him in a Chiefs uniform coming off the season, which he tied his career high with 15 and a half sacks. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks here, and look who decided to show up. Eric Fry with the Sports Center read. So we got everything everything worked out. I don't know who turned on turned on your microphone, but I guess I'm just glad that uh, you know the legal legal team did their their job. That was quick. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I wasn't Travis, consulted on any of this. As soon as he went down yesterday. In that game, I immediately called up my lawyer, and we started uh, yeah, drafting. Yeah, you better. We drafted, and we, got, we started making sure that we had the right parameters in place so that I could be on the show today. I mean, no wonder. Like, yeah. you, we have it in audio form yeah. and can download it that, wherever. That was immediately. That was the first thing I wanted him to do. Was Damage control. That. Absolutely. And then, you know, it was making sure that, uh, you know, I, I – didn't know you didn't sign off on me coming back on, but uh, the higher ups above I you mean, said I guess that so. I, I was I was allowed. Somebody to come else, back, so. I guess somebody else did. They Sorry. went over my head. Sorry about that. I mean, well, well, welcome back to the show. Yeah, glad to be back. Anything happen? No. Okay. Nothing. Right. Nothing really. Alrighty. Nothing really well, let's major. Get, uh, let's get into it. Then. Or anything. Yeah. What are we talking and about? Nothing really happened on Friday night either. I know we talked about high school football yesterday, so there was a lot of good football on Friday night, and there was some bad football on Friday night. Was there? Yeah. I was gonna say could have fooled me in the college ranks. Mm-hmm. I mean, my goodness. We're talking about Illinois here. Yes. Because we didn't rip it off, Travis. Because we didn't talk about it yesterday because we had a lot of other football to a get to. As on a Friday night, maybe some of you DVR'd the game after you watched the uh, high school games, and I'm going to watch this. I'm going to stay away from uh, Twitter. Well, you probably uh, didn't save it on the DVR for too long. As uh, Kansas comes out and they win this one 34-23. to As, I mean, the game was never really that close, to be honest. As uh, Kansas, they scored on four of their first five drives there. And it was 28 to 7 at the half, Travis. Yeah, and that's what I was just going to say. Like, the Illini started to get a little bit of momentum there before the half. You know, it was 21 to nothing, but then Altmaier takes the team down the field and uh, they get on the board. But then Kansas counterpunches right. Right back quickly with like a four play drive and 41 seconds or whatever it was, however much time was on the clock, and that made it 28 7. So that was just a backbreaker yep. of you tried to get back in the game there and you let the team drive down four plays and you were never, you were never getting back in this game, Travis. You At that hope. point, you were. You can hope. Well, no, even, even at that point, Travis, this game, I mean, it was over. Yeah. The moment they got off the bus, it was over. Yeah, I don't know if it was quite uh, off the bus, quite that bad. Travis, but. Travis, 
give up 277 yards to the air. You give up 262 yards on the ground, and you can only produce uh, 339 yards. Your leading rusher is once again your quarterback who rushed for 70 yards. Yeah, that, that's bad. <laughs> our, our rush game is is not good. Our offensive line has not been up to snuff here at the early going. But, you know, I just want to say that, yes, I agree. This defense is clearly not what it was no. last year, and I, I was wrong. I was wrong for that. Yeah. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first well, to say that. Admit that finally. I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to say that. But also take a look at the offenses that we're facing here in the first couple of games. I'm not saying that the defense is elite because we're clearly not, but they're not pushovers here. Toledo had a lot of people back. They're one of the best teams in the MAC. They're going to go to a New Year's Six Bowl. And then Kansas, you had the preseason Big 12 player of the year, and Jalen Daniels was great. 21 of 29, 277 yards, a couple of touchdowns. And, I mean, last year they were saying that he was in small contention, early contention of being a Heisman candidate, mm-hmm. and uh, he gets hurt. So yep. um, that's that's not a bad quarterback to uh, lose to there from that aspect. And um, they were good rushing the football in week one, and it turns out they have – a good rushing attack, too, because they pounded it 262 yards, 44 carries, 60 yards a carry. So, I mean, these aren't powder puffs uh, that we're facing here. Travis, have you been doing a lot of exercising lately? Because you've been backpedaling. <laughs> you still you still strong in your prediction of nine wins or whatever it was? Yeah, the, the nine How's wins that doesn't, look, doesn't look great. <laughs> it doesn't look great. I said preseason that this Kansas game scared me. And that yeah. was before we saw what they did against Toledo. Afterwards, I was 100% convinced there's no way they were winning this game. Right. You mentioned the run game, Travis. And as I mentioned, Luke Altmeyer, you're leading rusher at 70 yards. Okay? Yeah, I know. But his longest was 72. So in the game, he rushed for two less yards than his longest rush. <sighs> for some reason on the college uh, thing, it doesn't have how many times he was sacked. So... When you get well, lost we can for quickly figure that out. Hold on a second. When you As get lost Kansas for sacked him six times. Well, exactly. So the, all that lost yardage. No, I, I'm not saying it on him. I'm just saying that's how bad this line is. Yeah. It, this line is awful. The only only shining spot, Travis, on the mm-hmm. game Friday night, was that Fagan got in and got a rush for five yards. You got to carry. Yeah. That's that's. That's the one thing us here in this area can look to and go, at least that was a positive. Yeah. Because the rest of the night, there was nothing positive. Right. Yeah, not, not a lot. I mean, the offense did start to move the ball better in the second half, but I know the game was the pretty Kansas much. Kansas quit. That's why. Yeah, I, I'm trying to look at some You're sort of positives. You're trying your best. I give you credit. <laughs> The, the delusional optimist that Travis is, he's trying to come up with a reason for why he thinks the Salina team is going to compete on Saturday. Yeah, that's yeah. it's going to be. I'm not as confident as I was at the beginning of the season uh-huh. or even after the Toledo game. I think if I remember correctly, and you'll know this because you remember all this stuff, uh-huh. I believe you said that after the Penn State game, Illini will be ranked. 
Yeah, I did say that. <laughs> I thought we would be three and zero at that point. That's know. not gonna. Happen. I don't know very many one and two teams that no. get ranked. <laughs> no, that's not gonna happen. <sighs> no, it's not. That's not like that. Prediction is not looking good now. It, this the season was the opportunity for the Illini. It was yep. And unfortunately, we all believed what Coach Bielema was selling. Because he was talking in the offseason about how great this team was. He was talking about how good they were. Talked about how he couldn't wait for the season to start and all this. Mm-hmm. And it's not that. No. This isn't the team that was advertised. No. This is. And after the way the season got at the end of the year last year yeah. happened, it's kind of tough to be patient. Yep. And, and especially because you know next year. You right. know, next year with the way the Big exactly, Ten's going to yeah. be, you don't have a chance. I mean, let's mm-hmm. be honest, right? Was, I mean, yeah, this was it. This, this was, was it. This was the this year was your to chance do to something. get to the Big Ten title game, mm-hmm. at least to get that, because yeah. you know, next year it's going to be the top two teams in the Big Ten, and the Illini are not sniffing that anytime this soon. Yeah, but but again, the bright side is that these are two non-conference games, sure. and Penn State is a conference game, but they're not in our division. That is true. So, Penn State currently right now favored by 15 points at 11 a.m. is going to be the kickoff right here the, on 98.9. The other thing is that you only have two teams with better records than you in your division. Yeah. And that's right? Minnesota and Iowa. Yeah, those are, aren't scary At least at we're not all. in the East, Travis, where there's only one team who's – the team that's in last is one and one. Mm, I know. Yeah, or Indiana. It's a tough, tough division. And their uh, one win was Indiana State, and they beat me. Tough division, yeah. Ugh. Yep, they they did uh, there. So number seven team in the country comes calling to a champagne this uh, Saturday and there. be listening tomorrow. We'll tell you how you can get a pair of tickets to go Ooh, to that game. Ooh, there you go. Go to this game and potentially see an upset. Cheer on the Illini. Yeah. Wear your, is it white or orange? It's an orange out game. Yeah. Wear your orange. I'm Gotta wearing wear the orange. orange in solidarity today. Yeah. So. There you go. Now, Penn State will be uh, coming to uh, Champaign on uh, Saturday, but there is a group of gentlemen that will not be coming to uh, Champaign on uh, Saturday as uh, they announced on, well, Saturday afternoon that a big noon kickoff on Fox, the pregame show that's a knockoff of College Game Day, is no longer coming to uh, Champaign this week was not confirmed whether Gus Johnson and Joe Clapp are going to be uh, still at the game. But the pregame show, not coming anymore. Where do you think that they're going? Could they be going to Georgia? Ohio Maybe. State? Maybe. I can see Ohio State, yeah. Before all this happened, Michigan State possibly? Yeah, not now. <laughs> not Staying now, I know. <laughs> I mean, they were hosting number eight, Washington. That's a possibility. No. They're going to be following Colorado again. They're going to be in Colorado for the second weekend in a row. Mm. Three times this year already oh, yeah, in they week three. The they were at the TCU game when it was in TCU. Uh. They were at the Nebraska-Colorado game, and now they're going to be in Colorado again to see. Uh, and it's going to be at 11 a.m. or whatever however, whatever time their, their show is, 8 or 9 o'clock, whatever it is. And the game's going to be at 9 o'clock, and the game's not even on Fox. It's on ESPN. Oh, and by the way, the real pregame show, College Game Day, is going to be there as well. 
So, wow, what are you doing? You know who you can blame this on, Travis? Who? I will. I I think that maybe if you were wanting, well, first of all, you can blame it on the Illini. Oh yeah, absolutely. They performed, I, even if yeah, they, even if they lost to Kansas, it was less than a touchdown. In the, yeah. right. I'm surprised, Travis, and it's because of the way they played last week. If Missouri plays better against Middle uh, Tennessee yeah, State, that's, that's a that would have been a good one to go to too. Kansas State, Missouri, Missouri yeah. two and zero. Kansas State ranked. But right. the way Missouri looked last week against I, Middle Tennessee State, you're not going there. Yeah, right. I understand the the slate of games isn't Once the again, greatest. I blame the Tigers. Blame it on Missouri. <laughs> yeah, it's it blame Mizzou. Uh, all your fault. I mean, South Carolina, number one, Georgia. I know it's not on your network either, but neither neither is the Colorado game. And I get that Colorado is the biggest story in well, college football right now. And their game was viewed with Nebraska as much as Texas and Alabama was. But the game's not even on your network. And college game day is already going to be there. Yeah, the only argument I can really make, Travis, um, is going through here looking at the slate of game. I mean, you could have gone to Houston, TCU, Houston. That's a Fox game. Yeah, that's not great though. No. Um, you could have gone to Nebraska, Northern and Nebraska. That's not great, but it's on FS1. As far as just like Fox FS1 yeah. games, right? West Kentucky, Ohio State. You know what that's gonna be? That's not great right, but san diego state oregon state yeah maybe um north dakota boise state the problem is you already have this illinois game on fox mm-hmm. and you're not going to move it off fox oh no so therefore you're stuck right as far as a fox affiliate game with that right with that argument mm-hmm. now the other argument is you're providing viewers for your competition in theory. Mm-hmm. But I think they've kind of given up on that because I'll often see promoting other networks where right. there's college football going on. Yeah. It's become more of a thing of, well, it's college football. It's college football. We're going to get our numbers, but right. we're promoting college football in general. Yeah. And so I don't think it's as big of a deal as it used to be. Now with me, the main thing is, Travis, I'd rather that they did a studio show. Yeah. I'd rather they just stayed at a studio out in L.A. for yeah. one week. Because the fact that the two pregame shows are both in the same location, besides the national championship, is dumb. Right. Yeah. That I have and a this problem is the with. the same, the team that you've followed three weeks in a row now. Like, yeah. That's, that's crazy. And back-to-back weeks in the same location as well so i hope colorado state beats them <laughs> go rams uh, uphill battle uh they're 23 point favorites hey. buffaloes now this is this is Oof. more of an off-air thing but that's okay travis you know last week i had a little ties with texas hoping they could pull off the upset against alabama i have ties with colorado state so i'm pulling for a colorado mm. upset yeah there you go then they'll never go to colorado again <laughs> Yeah, maybe so. Uh, we're running out of time here on the starting lineup, so we'll be back uh, really quickly to close out the show talking a little baseball. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back.
Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. And now you go from 72 in a sunny in Atlanta and then uh, 48 degrees in Minnesota uh, for this one. They're indoors. With the Tigers. Okay. They're not indoors. Oh, not anymore. Never mind. <laughs> that has long since been imploded. The starting lineup. Uh, and it's also a Shohei Otani day as yep. he's on the mound against the Guardians. We'll be uh, looking in on a Shohei yep. uh, later Shohei, in the night. Shohei, Shohei, Shohei. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what that was. It's a chant that they do at like soccer games. Ole, 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 ole. Yeah. But you kind of were off a little bit. I there. was trying to fit Shohei in there, but it's very hard. It doesn't uh, quite go with the beat. No. I tried though. It really doesn't. You, you tried. Another team that tried last night was the Hawks. On ninety-eight-nine, the game. Shohei. Welcome back here to uh, start a lane up 98.9 the game. We're only here on 98.9 for just a, a smidge a bit longer. I mean, just a, a smidge. As uh, last night in a Major League Baseball, you heard it right here on 98.9. It was Baltimore taking down the Cardinals 11 to 5. As I saw a stat on uh, the X that uh, this was the uh, first time in MLB history that everyone has beaten the other teams in baseball, and Baltimore's done that. They've won at least once against everybody. Oh, yeah, because of the way the schedule is. Right. Mm-hmm. But that was crazy. That the first team in history to do that. Yeah. Cedric Mullins had a grand slam in the fifth inning to help the cause there and take down Dakota Hudson and the yeah. uh, Cardinals as – I think that was the situation of uh, Hudson got taken out or somebody got taken out there and then gave up the grand slam. So seven earned runs for Dakota last night. Mm -hmm. Not great. Nope. Uh, The uh, Cubs, they uh, pulled it out late night. They picked up a couple runs in the uh, ninth inning. And uh, thanks to Jan Gomes singling in Swanson and Hap to put the Cubs ahead and five to four and – Smiley and Fuller kind of tag teamed there. Yeah. For the last outs. And, and PCA made his uh, PCA debut. Yep. Unexpectedly, I didn't think he'd get to Colorado in time. But Pete he Crow got there. Armstrong. Yep. Didn't do much, you know. Came in, pinch runner, center fielder. That was but, it. Yeah, that was it. Because he got there late yesterday. Right. But I think he's in the starting lineup today. So. Mm-hmm. Good win for the Cubs. Holding on that. Uh, 
that lead in the uh, standings. So uh, I'm happy with that. You're two up on Arizona, who is a game and a half up on the Giants. Basically, you're three and a half out of missing the playoffs, and you're a game and a half behind the Phillies for the first wild card. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I like it. I like it. Still, everybody's got that one and a half game cushion. Yep. So you got to like that. I think the last time since we've talked to you, the Rockies got eliminated yeah. from playoff contention. The White Sox yep. have gotten eliminated. Hey, shout out, though, Travis, to the A's. They leaped the Royals for the worst record in baseball. Oh, the wow. Royal, Royals now have the worst record in baseball. Shout out to the A's. 44 and 100. Don't move from Oakland. <laughs> Don't move. They're there. They're 6-4 and four in their last 10. Yeah, I don't think so. All right. Uh, they, hey, got, the, they got a doubleheader with the White Sox. Royals today. are getting a new stadium, so the A's should get one too because the Royals are worse than the A's. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Adam Wainwright on the mound tonight for the uh, Cardinals at 440 is when the pregame show starts here on 98.9. The Yankees and Red Sox will play a day-night doubleheader because they got uh, rained out. And the uh, Cubs in Colorado, Assad going for you tonight against Flexen for the Iraqis coming up. So mm-hmm. uh, that's a look at quickly of a baseball. All right, so we got more stuff to uh, get into in the uh, podcast. So check it out there. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is more Aaron Rodgers and a Jets talk with Carlin versus Joe. And enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry back here. Join the show halfway through. Got those uh, legal documents worked yep. out. Yep. Joined in on the show. And he's here for the pod. And we got some just random news and notes to uh, get to. And we also got Coach Jefferson uh, from Arthur and Coach Wilson from Villa Grove, going to be joining the program as well. So uh, we'll get to those gentlemen here in a second. But before we get to any of that, is there anything on uh, sports in there that you wanted to hit up on? Yeah, a star player on the Steelers will miss extended time due to injury. Cameron Hayward suffered a groin injury during the first half of Pittsburgh Week 1 loss to the 49ers. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette reports that Hayward will have surgery on Wednesday and will miss at least eight weeks. Second year in a row that Pittsburgh has lost a key player on defense during the season opener. T.J. Yeah. Watt, of course, tore his pectoral muscle in week one last year and missed half the season. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the North Carolina Board of Trustees discussing its potential legal options following the denial of Tez Walker's waiver for media eligibility. The wide receiver's final appeal was denied due to NCAA's recent crackdown on two-time transfers being able to play immediately. Tar Heels coach Mac Brown said that he was, quote, proud, end quote, of the fact that, quote, these people are concerned and want to help him, end quote. The uh, chancellor there at North Carolina said that no decisions have been made and that discussions on the issues will continue. Mm. So, yeah. 
A number of big basketball names are likely joining Team USA for the Paris games. ESPN reports that LeBron James and Steph Curry are both interested in playing for the U.S. in the 2024 Olympics. James has also spoken with Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Jason Tatum, and Draymond Green about committing to play in Paris. The Athletic also reports that Devin Booker, Damian Lillard, De'Aaron Fox, and Kyrie Irving have also serious interest in playing for Team USA as well. Mm-hmm. Get ready, world. Here we come. <laughs> Avengers assemble. <laughs> That's all, buddy. Basically, what it is. LeBron put up the USA bat sign. Yeah, and everyone's just getting not, together. We're not gonna stand for this. We're nope. not gonna stand. Nope. Dylan Brooks going off. No. Uh-uh. We're going to win this in the Olympics. Well, one player who may not be there, Travis, is Houston Rockets guard Kevin Porter Jr. As he is under arrest for domestic assault at a hotel in New York City. Police arrested him for allegedly attacking his girlfriend inside the Millennium Hotel on the east side. Police say his girlfriend was running through the hotel's hallway screaming for help on Monday morning. She was taken to the hospital with multiple injuries along with bruises to her face. The Rockets said they were gathering information about the incident and had no further comment. Hmm. He has since pleaded guilty, I saw. Or not guilty, I'm sorry. Not guilty. Hmm. Not guilty. Um, he's not due back guilty. in court October, October 16th. Hmm. Load management could become a thing of the past in the NBA. According to ESPN, the NBA is expected to pass more stringent rules and punishments to limit the resting of star players for nationally televised and in-season tournament games and instances of multiple all-stars sitting out individual regular season games. A plan was recommended which would ultimately give the league office authority for greater oversight over discipline for missed games and an ability to fine teams over a million dollars for each instance of violating resting rules. Travis, will this change anything? Mm, probably not. Yeah, probably not. Uh, the Cavaliers, Travis, are making a signing. They're bringing back a member of the 2016 NBA championship team. The Athletic reports that Cleveland is finalizing a one-year deal with center Tristan Thomas. Ooh. The 32-year-old will return to the Cavs after most recently playing in six postseason games with LeBron James and the Lakers. Thompson left Cleveland after the 2019-2020 season and has spent times with five teams since then. Five teams. A Washington State judge. Yes, that's a lot of, a lot of teams and not a lot of time. A Washington State judge has issued a temporary restraining order to prevent universities that are leaving the Pac-12 from taking part in a board meeting this week. Washington State University and Oregon State University, the last two schools in the Pac-12, argued the departing schools would have a conflict of interest. Pac-12 bylaws state that if a member announces they are leaving, they automatically lose their seat on the Board of Governors. Washington State and Oregon State do not want the Pac-12 to be dissolved in the event they decide to add schools and rebuild the conference. I never thought about that, Travis, that all these schools leaving. Yeah, you're probably on the board of the conference you're leaving. Yeah. So it's a conflict of interest. The board is now Washington State and Oregon State. Hey, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? They're not going to decide anything. Right. Yeah. You want to go for dinner? I don't know. Where do you want to go? Yeah. Who breaks the tie? If there are one. I I, I guess they play (laughs) rock, paper, scissors. I guess. That's all I know. Um, and finally, Travis, you ready for this one? Mm-hmm. A big bat is getting a second chance at the majors. 
Josh Donaldson was called up by the Brewers on Monday. The former American League MVP was signed to a minor league contract last month after he was released by the Yankees. He's hitting just 142 with 10 homers this year and has hit 207 with 25 homers and 77 RBIs over the past two seasons. The third baseman recorded a 177 batting average in five games with AAA Nashville before getting the called up. Donaldson won the MVP award with the Toronto Blue Jays back in 2015. Also on the cover mm-hmm. of one of the 2K games. It was. Or the show. Show, show yes. Yep. Those don't exist anymore. Yep. And Travis, you mentioned – oh, hold on. Um, so the Michigan State University head football coach who was suspended yeah. says that they're completely false. Yeah, I did says, see that. False. Everything was consensual. So we'll wait and see on that. Mm-hmm. But you mentioned yesterday about Scorigami, Travis. Yep. Okay. Um, a unique final score is known as a scoregami, as we talked about it. Between them, are you ready for this? Hmm. The Texans and the Ravens have produced seven of the league's 30 scoregamis since 2019. Wow. So once get together, odds are you're going to see an odd score. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Yeah. It's kind I of thought you'd odd. like that. Yeah, that is an odd stat. And also... Final sports thing. Two major sports entertainment companies are now under the same umbrella. The merger of UFC uh, and WWE into the TKO Group Holdings is now complete after Endeavor and WWE closed their deal. Vince McMahon will become TKO's executive chairman. He resigned as WWE's chief executive last year because of an investigation into alleged hush money payments paid to women who accused him of sexual misconduct. Dana White will now become the CEO of UFC. Mm-hmm. Yep, I saw him on the stock exchange. Ringing the bell. Ringing the bell. TKO. And it's out front. Yeah. Got a big thing out front. Big thing. Uh, both belts for UFC and WWE and whatnot. So I saw that they uh, congratulated Coco Golf, who won the uh, U.S. Open, and uh, she celebrated with a trophy and a championship belt. Yep, yep. As well. And uh, also another thing to add there to uh, sports in there is that uh, we're only a month away from puck drop of the hockey uh, season. True, true. Mm-hmm. But uh, the Blues announced that he'll be reevaluated on October 1st, but Tony Krug is injured. He injured his right foot due to training for the upcoming season. So uh, didn't say how long he was going to be out, but... They'll say it'll be reevaluated at the start of next month. And uh, don't worry, Chicago Bears fans. I know it's you're suffering right now with how pitiful the performance was on Sunday and probably what it'll be for the foreseeable future. But you only got 28 days to suffer uh, because that's when, in 28 days, Connor Bedard mm-hmm. will debut against yep. Sidney Crosby opening night opening of the night. NHL. To it. His uh, childhood idol. Crosby, the old guard. Good scheduling. The old guard versus the new, the new guy, the new toy, Connor Bedard. So, you know, the right now is bleak in Chicago, but the future looks bright there for the Blackhawks. I do have uh, sports history. If you want to do that, yeah, I can do that real quick before we get to the coaches. Yeah. Uh, so yesterday, back in 1985, uh, Pete Rose passed Ty Cobb for number one on the all-time hit list with his 4,192nd hit off of San Diego's Eric Show. That was back in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then <clears throat> September 11th, 2009, Derek Jeter collected his 2,720 on this day back in 1962. Washington uh, Senators pitcher Tom Chaney struck out 21 batters in a 16-inning complete game, beating the Orioles 2-1. to Travis, you think we're ever going to see that again? No. No. Okay. No. Um, on this day back in 2005, Mark Messier announced his retirement after 25 seasons in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And finally, on this day back in 2010, the Falcons' Tony Gonzalez became the first tight end in NFL history with 1,000 receptions. Mm. It still feels weird to say the Falcons' Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. He's a chief. Yeah. He's a chief. He'll be forever remembered for that. For sure. <sighs> Going to the Hall of Fame as a chief. So always be a chief in my book. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Hey, speaking of the uh, Falcons, that was one of the guys that were kicked around of calling in for Rogers, Matt Ryan. Oh yeah. Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, (laughs) Carson Wentz. Yeah. I heard that too. Brady. Brady. Yep. As far as people who are actually on teams, I heard your boy, Matt Stafford. Really? Mm hmm. Hmm. <clears throat> because well, how are they going to do that when the Rams are so good? I guess the Jets were reaching out to Stafford, bef- Matt Stafford, before they knew they were getting Aaron Rodgers, and he didn't want to move his family. So mm, yeah. odds that happening is very low. Right, yeah, I was going to say, across the country, yeah. go from Cali to New York. And like you York. said, Travis, I mean, the, the Rams are Yeah, like the why would we get rid West. of Yeah, why would we get rid of that when we're going to have such a good season? So let's see. That's uh, out the window. I'm just looking at second stringers right now. Second string quarterbacks that are not in the uh Where's uh the East. You got Josh Johnson there in Baltimore, Tyler Huntley. Where's Jacoby Brissett? The old I think he's in Washington. Jacoby Brissett. The, the Bills aren't trading anyone there. Brissett. Um is in he is uh, in Washington. Travis, Carolina's backup. You know who Carolina Panthers backup is? No. Andy Dalton. Who? Andy Dalton. I mean, he's Mr. Fillin. Yeah. He has been. Another name I saw was um Joe Flacco. He played for the the Jets just last year. He did a little bit, yeah. So he wouldn't have to learn a brand new system. Right. Mm. I don't know. Maybe this sitting behind Rodgers for an entire off season, it did him Wilson some good. Maybe I doubt it, but I think any way they could get uh, Trey Lance from the Cowboys. No. Cooper Rush. No. I don't think I would. I don't, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't do that. I mean, if I was the... Uh, oh, you know who Denver has as their backup, Travis? Who's that? Stidham. Oh, yeah. Going back to the... Didn't exactly pan out. Go to go to the Jets and, and take down the Patriots because they stink. <laughs> didn't, uh, didn't exactly work out. Detroit has Teddy Bridgewater as their backup. I saw that, yeah. He, I mean, that's not a, a an awful name. No. What about uh, Sean Clifford there in uh, Green Bay? Any chance that they uh, swing another deal with uh, the Packers? <clears throat> yeah, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Davis uh, Mills or Case Keenum out of uh, Houston? Ooh, Case Keenum. Case Keenum. There you go. 
I don't know if your option and what are your options there. Oh, Travis. Case Keenum or Zach Wilson. Garner Minshew out of Indy. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Minshew Mania in New York. Right, but I'm thinking the Colts might hang on to Minshew, uh, depending on how uh, Richardson yeah. is going to be. I yeah. think that he's uh, all right. Uh, Shefty was on uh, Pat McAfee yesterday talking about that. C.J. Beathard out of uh, Jacksonville. Yeah. Lane Gabbard out of Kansas City, Travis. Yeah. I mean, what about – it doesn't sound like they want to bring anyone else in from the outside because of the whole camaraderie and everything mm-hmm. and have to learn a new offense really quickly. But, I mean, Colt McCoy is out there, yeah. right? He's He got released by the Cardinals. So. Brian Hoyer. Yeah. With the, the Raiders. Is that Matt Stafford? Stetson Bennett. Jameis Winston. Oh, there you go. <clears throat> there you go. Mike White out of Miami. Yeah, you just got rid of him. Yeah. Not going to bring him back. Uh, Nick Mullins there in Minnesota. The Jet Press. Jameis Winston, yeah, out of uh, New Orleans. Or Taysom Hill. Nick Foles. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Nick Foles. Mr. Backup. Jeez. What do you think? You think you could ask the Giants for Tyrod Taylor? No. No? Yeah, I don't think Carson Wentz is any better than... Toyota uh, there in Philly? Yeah. I don't think so. Um... Mitch Trubisky in Pittsburgh, Travis. Ooh, there you go. He's got that that Aaron Rodgers connection. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Again, I don't know what's worse. Yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold out of uh, 49ers? No, they got rid of Lance, so Darnold could be the backup. Yep, yep, yep. Not going to happen. Drew Locke out there in Seattle? That's, I don't think that's no. better. No. Well, no, the, not. the city and the team totally turned against Zach Wilson last year, so I don't. I know, yeah. Kyle Trask team. down there in Tampa Bay. I think they, I thought that they liked him, so I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Malik Willis, Will Levitz in Tennessee? No, Tennessee's not going to get rid of him. Either one of them? Eh, they might be willing to part with one. I don't think they would get rid of Levis. Would they get rid of Tannehill? Mm-hmm, maybe. Who's the Titans have this week? They have the Chargers. Man, they could start 0-2. And as you said, Brissett. <clears throat> yeah. <they're> more- <laughs> Jets currently right now have the biggest point differential on the season, on the uh, week two Dallas favor by nine and a half now. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> uh, Bills favor by nine over the Raiders. That we may be having some entertainment <laughs> on that one, Travis. Forty Nine ers favor by eight over the Rams. Hmm. Those are some of the big deficits. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Colts only favor by a point over the Texans. 
Talk about a toilet bowl. Uh, C.J. Stroud versus Anthony Richardson. Uh, Picks in the draft. Yeah. Prize possessions there. Yeah. Uh, you know it's bad. The, the Cardinals are bad because the Giants are favored by five and a half. That's a big number compared to what they just <laughs> laid on but Sunday the, Night Football. Yeah, I know. But it's against the Cardinals, so. I guess. Well, Eagles favored by a tutty against the Vikings on Thursday Night Football. Mm. Al Michaels and Curb Street again this year on Amazon oh, yeah, Prime. That's right. Amazon priming it up. So, something to look forward to. Guess. On Thursday, week two, get started in a couple days. Be here before you know it. It will be, yeah. All right, so uh, we do have a Thursday game on college football too. Do we? Yeah, Bethune-Cookman against Miami. I wonder how that's going to go. <laughs> Doesn't even have a line. Shocked, Travis. <laughs> Uh, maybe you can find a line on some sports books, but not here on ESPN. No. Yeah, the uh, college slate isn't great this week. A lot of, lot of big point spreads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over under of Iowa Western Michigan's only forty three, and I was favored by twenty eight and a half. Mm. <laughs> oh, buddy. That's funny. All right, so uh, let's get to uh, some area coaches here, and let's get to uh, uh, Coach Jefferson uh, from Arthur Lovington, Atwood Hammond, and talking about his uh, 3-0 start for the Knights. And also we'll get to uh, Coach Wilson uh, from the uh, Villa Grove Blue Devils as Villa Grove got their first uh, W of the season against Nokomis. We talk about that as well as making, well, they don't have to make the trip again. And it's uh, Cumberland week for Villa Grove there. So uh, we'll get to those two gentlemen right now. Travis Sparks joining us here on the starting lineup is Arthur Lovington, Edward Hammond, head coach Ryan Jefferson. And start of a new week and another win for Arthur, your three for three to start off the season. So how's it going for you today, coach? Doing well. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, feeling pretty good about our 3-0 and start. We're just Going to try to keep it rolling this week. And uh, you guys are off to a 3-0 and start for the first time since 2006. We talked about that uh, last week, and you did it by getting a win over Tri-County. It was 36-16, to what ended up being the uh, final score. You've been getting off to a great start here at the beginning of the season, and the game started off really well for you guys on a Friday night as well against uh, Tri-County when uh, Connor Nettles took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown, and you guys were off and running from there. Yeah, that was that was a nice way to start the game. You know, that's something we haven't done in a, quite a while is return a uh, kickoff for a touchdown. So uh, we kind of been planning for that, trying to pop one, and Connor made a nice play. And then, you know, from there, uh, we did kind of stall out a little bit. But unfortunately for us, our second quarter, we picked it back up and, uh, you know, put a couple more points on the board and went into halftime 30 to nothing. So. 
Right, yeah, and uh, you know you are able to get that fourteen nothing lead there after one quarter, and uh, like you say, you kind of stalled out. So maybe you didn't have it quite as smoothly as possible, but uh, you know you, you finally got things straightened out, and you ended up leading there uh, at thirty to nothing at halftime. So uh, maybe you know after that kickoff return, uh, things kind of got a little sideways there, but you're still able to establish yourself with that big lead. Right, yeah. I mean, I, like I said, you know, last week I really respect Coach Blake over there. He's always got his kids um, playing hard, and their offensive line was definitely firing out, and, you know, they were they were keeping their uh, their drives aligned on offense. Um, so our defensive line, we kind of put a challenge on them. The second half, they needed to pick it up a little bit. But, um, like I said, they played tough. They played hard. Um, we were fortunate enough to get out of there with a win, and, um, you know, unfortunately we did have another injury, so we're just going to – our depth is hopefully going to keep – showing up and the fact that we've developed players you know over the past couple of years uh, but we're just looking forward to this week all right yeah and the, the next man up and mentality uh for sure is what you got to have um and uh, on this game uh, landon waldrop he had uh, another uh nice game he found the end zone twice he had 75 yards on the ground and parsons also uh found one through the air and on the ground as well and uh, connor call those uh passes as well including the touchdown uh reception there so uh those three guys were really pacing you offensively once again yeah absolutely and like I kind of talked about those three coming into into the season. You know, I feel like mm-hmm. the three of them, they're all lightning in a bottle. They can all make a play happen anytime. Um, it was good to see Jace kind of getting some, some completions through the air. Connor, you know, had a, had a couple drops the week before, was kind of in his head. So this was a, a good week for him to bounce back with the two touchdowns. And, um, you know, Jace obviously playing the quarterback position, he unfortunately takes – a lot of his lost yardage and sacks and, yeah. you know, bad snaps and stuff. So um, I know he wishes he could have some of those back. But, yeah, him and Landon are just a dynamic duo in the run game. And then having Connor over the top is uh, is a blessing that we haven't always had. So, um, like I said, looking forward to just seeing how they continue this season. Right, yeah, and you also mentioned there about how important it was to get the the passing game going, and you only threw like four passes, but uh, you connected on uh, three of them. Uh, so you always kind of talk about, I remember last year, about trying to be more balanced and whatnot. So uh, you didn't pass it a lot, but you were efficient this uh, this week, though. Right, right, and that's what we want to, you know, we want to be able to pass it when we want to, not when we have to. So um, fortunately this season we haven't gotten down you know, in any games where we've had, we've been forced to pass. We've been able to just do it whenever we want to. So I'm um, hoping that our our offensive line can keep controlling defenses and we can, you know, keep it balanced. Um, we actually had another probably about a 50-yard uh, passing touchdown to Connor called back. So um, uh. hoping to get over the 100 mark. But uh, like I said, if, if we can continue to be pretty strong in the in the ground game and just hit people on play action, I feel like we'll be in a pretty good spot. Right, yeah, and we also talked about at the beginning of the season uh, trying to prove some people wrong and trying to prove that you guys were just more than a one-person show over the last couple of years. And, you know, so far through the first three weeks, it seems to be uh, working for you, and you're off to a nice 3-0 and start here. Yeah, it's it's been uh, good to see. You know, just I mean, I know there's still a lot of doubt because uh, people will look at our schedule and maybe say that it's we're in a weak conference or sure. whatever. There's always going to be there's always going to be excuses. So um, we're going to continue trying to just you know this week we're focused on getting to four and zero and then uh, just going to keep pushing after that. But yeah, I feel like our kids have responded really well to to the narrative you know of what well, they're not going to be very good without Caden Fagan. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm really proud of them for them and 
for that and this start. So, like I said, just hoping to keep it rolling. Right, yeah, you're trying to keep it going uh, this week. You guys are going to be uh, hosting uh, Sagamon Valley, and uh, you're looking to go 4-0 uh, and uh, here. So uh, what are you looking out for for Sagamon Valley, and what are you prepping for to uh, make sure you can uh, continue this nice run and uh, get your fourth victory in a row here? Yeah, um, I mean, Sigmund Valley, uh, this is their second year with their new head coach, Coach Bath, up there, and he had always coached their JV teams. And one thing I'd always said about them in the past is that I felt like their JV teams were always uh, very well prepared and, and played a lot better than the varsity. So you fast forward to when he's the head coach. Last year they, they made it a game. Uh, when we traveled up there the first half, it was 14-0, to so they – um, you know, they made some really good adjustments and had a good game plan, so I'm expecting something similar this year. Um, you know, they, they run the same offense and same defense they have for several years, so those kids are comfortable and uh, kind of know their assignments. So um, we just have to focus on not having any turnovers, um, you know, not stimming our offense. You know, like this last week we kind of had some, um, some spouts where we couldn't pick up first down, so mm-hmm. we've obviously got to be able to maintain that. Uh, melt clock if we need to but um, I'm expecting a good matchup and hopefully it will be coming up on a Friday well uh, we'll uh, let you go here and uh, thanks for joining on the show and we'll talk to you again uh, next week after possibly uh, another uh, 4-0 and and another nice win sounds good thank you Travis Sparks here with Villa Grove head coach, Coach Wilson, and your Villa Grove Blue Devils were victorious in week three, and they always say that the first one can be the toughest one to get, and so congratulations on the win, and thanks for joining us here again today. Oh, thanks for having us. And uh, it was kind of a defensive uh, slugfest there. Uh, you got it 19-2. to. Uh, 12, a victory over Nokomis. So uh, you got the first victory out of the way on Friday. Yeah, it wasn't obviously it wasn't pretty, but uh, hats off to Nokomis and and our guys is uh, you know finding a finding a way to finish it and get the W. And uh, they're a good ball team, well coached, and uh, and they gave us they gave us fits uh, all night. Yeah, and it was kind of a slow going there in the uh, first quarter. Neither team uh, finding uh, much success. But then in the second quarter, you guys kind of broke through in two long pass plays from a run to Claude Felter. Got you guys on the board there and led 13 to nothing uh, there in the second quarter after that slow start. Yeah, uh, I felt like penalties uh, kind of kept halting our drives and, and putting us uh, you know, back-to-back weeks, we've had uh, some a lot of penalties and you know, screwing up drives, and mm-hmm. I kind of felt the same way uh, in that first half, uh, or the first our first drive. You know, we had a long pass play to Braden Dollar, and uh, I think it was about a 45, 50-yard play, and and uh, next thing I know, they got called back for a holding on offensive line. So it mm-hmm. kind of felt like uh, every time we got something going, a big run, you know, there was a there was a hold, and in all night long, I just kind of felt the same same thing. But you know, ten penalties for 95 yards uh, Friday night kind of irritates you a little bit. And mm-hmm. a week before, we had 105 yards of penalty. So uh, we got to figure we got to figure that out um, sooner than later. So. Like I said, it, it was a hard fought game. Uh, hats off to uh, Nakoma's. They, they had a great game plan and played their, their butts off, and luckily that we came out on top. Right, yeah, and uh, could the reason for that slow going first quarter also be the penalties, but also uh, with that long a bus trek to uh, Nakoma's, as I didn't quite realize just how long of a trip it really was. But uh, how did you guys deal with and respond after the long bus ride there? 
Yeah, I, I felt like it kind of got us got us a, got us a while to get going. I mean, an hour and forty five minute uh, bus drive there. Uh, it definitely isn't uh, fun for by any means, but you know. Nicomas has to do that four or five times every year. So, mm-hmm. uh, and then to turn around again on JV games. So it's not just uh, us traveling. It's uh, our other teams. It's, it's Nicomas is doing the same thing. So, obviously, you know that's it. Kind of gets you prepared. You know, if you make the playoffs, kind of what to expect. Sure. Uh, you know, for a long drive. So you know, there's plus and minuses over all that. And um, luckily, we only had to do that. Um, you know, one time this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so luckily, we got it out of the way, and and then we can kind of move on and prepare for the next game. And then also one thing that you were prepping for this time around was the the ground game, uh, something that you guys have been struggling with so far in the first few weeks. And uh, Nakoma's being a run team. I noticed that the you did give up quite a few yards, uh, about 180 that I saw, uh, and it was kind of slow going for you guys on that category. But uh, how well did you guys uh, think that you guys adjusted to the the ground game this week? I thought our defense uh, uh, line played better. Obviously, we, you know we're still breaking down film and and need to you know improve on some some things. But I was more I was impressed with how uh, more physical we played up front um, mm-hmm. than we had the last couple weeks. So uh, I'm not we're not there where we need to be yet. But I'll, I saw some major improvement. Right, yeah, and then they got uh, points there in the third quarter. They got 12 to uh, come within one point there at the end of the third quarter. So uh, it was kind of the mentality going into the fourth quarter with only just hanging to that one-point lead after uh, building up a good lead uh, going into the locker room. Our uh, our third quarter this year has been our death of us. I mean, it's like I said before, I think we've given up 53 points in just the third quarter alone all year in three games. So uh, yeah, that I third remember quarter, that now. That third quarter, and and we even stayed on the field just because I didn't want to go to the locker room at halftime, try to figure out how we can come out of the second half. So we can put our first decent half together, and all year so far that third quarter has been our weakest so i get we're, we're still trying to figure out what's the right recipe there so hopefully this week we'll figure it out oh my gosh yeah i remember you mentioning that uh last week and uh you got a late score there in the game to seal it and also an interception to uh seal the win and uh, close it out there in the fourth quarter yeah that interception was big uh you know in the in the fourth quarter um it was, it was about the right time noah had a it was a huge interception. He dropped some big balls earlier in the game that could have got us, um, you know, a point here, or there, a couple points here and there. And and uh, he came through at the end. And we're not going to give up on him yet. He's a big target. And, um, he had a huge interception at the right time. And um, we almost gave it right back though, because the very next play, our running back fumbled it and almost gave it right back. So I gave our player the game for our lineman that recovered that fumble. So, uh, so. Uh, we got we got to clean up the mistakes. That's for sure. And uh, then uh, we talked about it last week, but you really needed this one with the schedule that's uh, upcoming and all the people that you faced already here at the beginning of the season. But you really needed to get the the first one because of uh, what's still uh, yet to come. So it was really important that you got uh, win number one this week. Yeah, uh, our conference is uh, you know obviously Sullivan's three zero and Arthur's yeah. Uh, uh, they still have to play Sullivan and, and Cumberland. And obviously, our schedule, our front half of our schedule is very, very tough. And I'm not saying the rest of our schedule isn't because there's some teams that are beating some other teams that you, you know, for instance, you had, you know, Arcola, you know, beating Nicomas week one pretty, hand, I wouldn't say handedly, but it was, uh, it was, 
um, a couple score ball game, and then sure. week two, Nokomis beats uh, AO, and then week three, AO beats Arcola. So it's kind of like, well, what's going on here? Right. So uh, I think every week uh, the coaches are getting these players prepared, and I think every week's going to be a, a dogfight for, for us the rest of the way out. And uh, you've already got the Sullivan and uh, Arthur games out of the way, but now you got the other two teams that are historically up there as well, and it's Cumberland and Arcola. But first up is uh, Cumberland, and uh, what are you uh, prepping for? I know that they like to rush the football as well, and Cumberland's kind of been uh, your Achilles heel there at uh, Villa Grove. Not much luck uh, against them, but uh, what are you looking out for uh, this week against the, the Pirates as you're hosting uh, Cumberland this this time around? Yeah, this is, uh, this, is our, this is our sixth time playing them. Obviously, we've only beat them one time. This is their only their second time coming to Villa Grove, which is uh, I'm not sure how that always happens that we always go there. So it's kind of <laughs> nice that they have to travel here. Um, but you know they're a good ball team. They're well coached. Uh, Coach Watkins does a great job, and I respect them tremendously. So um, he'll have his boys ready, and and you know they it's not just one thing. They have so many different formations you have to prep for, and right. um, and it seems like they always are always. Uh, excited to play Villa Grove and um, you know and obviously they've had our number too so uh, we beat them one time on a last second pretty much last second play what three years ago I think um, so our boys need to be prepared like I said they've known they've only beat them one time in their four-year career so it should be an exciting game uh, you know everybody you know would say a rival game it's not really a rival game because they they've kind of had our number so uh, to make a rival game we've got to try to win a couple here so um you know, I think we'll be prepared, and uh, hopefully our kids are excited to play and finally get to come back home. It's been since week one we played here, so, um, you know, it'll be fun to have them here, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, extra motivation in there at home. Well, Coach, we'll let you go, and uh, good luck prepping for the game, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Appreciate those uh, guys for jumping on the uh, show and talking about their uh, games uh, this week. And uh, we'll be hearing from uh, Coach Watkins on the other side of that uh, Villa Grove Cumberland matchup uh, a little bit later in the week, as well as we prep for week four of the high school football season this week. Already, quarter of the season gone there. So. Uh, we'll explore the matchups a little bit later on this week. All right, so uh, I think we uh, cleaned up everything. Yep. That's it. I believe so. I think we covered covered it all. All right, so if my computer cooperates with me, I'll play us out here. I can always there play us out. No. No, that's, that's okay. You've already done enough damage today this past week i know so we'll be back to talk more football later on in this week and uh we might since wednesday we might finally get to more baseball talk more in depth coming up tomorrow we'll be back talk to you then thanks for listening thanks for downloading have a great rest of your day peace